Hello, and welcome to River Do's and River Don'ts, the Riverdale Review Podcast, where we take a look at each episode of Riverdale, we give you a brief summary, again, a continued lie, <laughs> that it is brief. <laughs> <laughs> Once a dream that this would be a brief summary. Do you remember, Quinn, the, like, 20-minute episodes we used to have? I do. But we're living our best lives now, and that means... <laughs> <laughs> protracted summaries of these episodes. Then we will tell you our River Do, our favorite thing about that episode, our River Don't, our least favorite thing about that episode, and our weekly weird, that thing in this mess that shines through and convinces us each week that Riverdale is worth it, goddammit. This week, we're talking about Chapter 24, The Wrestler, directed by Greg Araki and written by Greg Murray and Devin Turner. I'm Quinn. I'm Rob. And I'm Kat. Let's do this. <laughs> oh boy. The wrestler, eh? We start out with the revelation that Archie plays basketball, and fuck you, Riverdale. No, he doesn't. He never has before. He's a musician, football player, crime solver, gang leader. He like, he guys, he never has before. He does not have time to play basketball. We we have never seen him anywhere near a basketball. There, there was a plot line about how he didn't have enough time to dedicate to being on the football team, and so he stopped. Different sports season, Rob. Well, but, uh, okay, but, like, I used to do soccer, and we did stuff. I also played soccer on the off season. Do, do, do people do different? I, I, how did... I was never involved in scholastic sports. I was no, fat just... and nerdy and didn't have any interest in that, so I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I feel like even when you're not on the season, you're doing like practice and conditioning That's and stuff. Should be. Yeah. I mean, if you're dedicating and... yourself to a sport. Yeah. But he plays basketball. Fine. Show. Fine. But it, but it's it, just... but it doesn't, right? Because not if he's... Right. If he's going to be... If if part of the reason that he was doing football was to do college football, then he's only doing fucking football, and he does it on the off season, and he does conditioning stuff on yes, the off season because you need to be in a particular type of shape to play in different sports. Like each sport has a different set of physical demands. That's like oh, I'll put it in a. My brother is a professional athlete. My brother is a professional golfer, but he decided to be a professional golfer because he looked at all of the sports that he played. And when he was around 15 or 16, he was like, I think I'm going to pick golf because I'm going to be able to do that until I'm like 60. So I think it's a smart choice. Yeah, so he made a very smart choice in picking the sport that he was going to go pro in. But at that time, he was like varsity in a bunch of shit because is exceptionally athletic and kind of is just like focused in this area you know he's um a savant but archie's not that you know we haven't seen him be that in any capacity uh-uh uh-uh and he's got like other shit going on he's uh as we so much he, and he cares about his being a musician or he used to and he has to do work with his dad uh and uh... and i have a lot of sympathy for that i i'm all over the place with the various projects and interests and things and pursuits that i have in my life but i don't have time to add basketball on top of all that shit yeah i'm nothing like that <laughs> yeah no nothing <laughs> rob <laughs> but yeah uh that it just it sort of started off on like a difficult suspension of disbelief foot for I'm me showing him like on like, the basketball team they said that no he he's not shut up riverdale like, no! <laughs> <sighs> piss off archie it's yep. very so, very funny to me that this is the second time in two episodes where the show has just said something and we have said no you're wrong no, no you're, you're lying not correct to me. about this <laughs> Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we then learn that General Pickens, the founder of Riverdale, is celebrated on goddamn Pickens Day. But apparently, according to Cheryl in what appears to be a frequently beaten drum, Barnabas B. Blossom funded the expedition and thus deserves the credit. 
Um, and everyone is super over it. And that name just begs to be said in the worst approximation of a southern accent. Like, that is a <laughs> name that Foghorn Leghorn would say. He is thirsty to say that name as often as he can drop it into boy, conversation. Boy, I tell it's you, true. boy, this man Barnabas B. Blossom. <sighs> so, Mayor McCoy is not really enjoying having to deal with the fallout of closing Southside High. And the Lodges and Fred want to make Pickens Day bigger and hire the Serpents to work security at the party, hire a gang, good. And this meeting where they're planning this whole thing is at Fred's house. It's not at a business place. It's at Fred's fucking house so that Archie can walk in on the end of the conversation so that they don't have to figure out how to put the characters together in the scene. <sighs> Hiram snubs Archie super hard and Veronica refuses a kiss due to sweatiness, which is apparently a thing. This starts a whole trend with Hiram this episode. So, over the Coopers, Hal's being a super big old bag of shit about how long Chick's gonna be staying. And apparently the reason that Chick was bloody is because he wasn't in the mood to work the night Betty visited. So, like, again, this was a nightmare yeah. that yes. he was living in. Just a nightmare. And Hal is a garbage man. Like, he drops the most freaking ridiculous line. I think I've, like, in this context where he's just like, eating his goddamn cereal, reading his goddamn newspaper, and he's like, I'm just trying to plan my life. Oh, God. And it's like, I hate him so much. You can go to the worst jail, Al Cooper. Go away. At least be, at least be correct about it. I'm just trying to plan my and all the women's that I know's life. You never know when I might need to surprise drive them to an abortion clinic. Did we? Uh, I'm... I just, he's back on, if he, if he was ever, I'm putting him very firmly on my black mask board. I really feel like Hal, Hal is. Oh, yeah, he's, he might be, might be part of this, uh, this whole thing. Yeah. He's he's always been, I think, on the list somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's strongly up, up at the top of mine. He's just such a, like, like I feel like whoever's left in the Black Hood picture's last name is probably Cooper. Or at least originally cooper yeah yeah no he's he's a he's a garbage garbage he's person a garbage agent man. adams our really capable and professional special agent <laughs> gives archie the agreement to protect veronica that he was looking for they discuss the meeting coming up and adams suggests that archie gets closer to hiram and like at this point i'm like wow they're really doing this <laughs> like they're really having an FBI agent run a minor with no permission from his parents or legal guardians as a confidential informant in a super dangerous anti-organized crime But he's crime so bad operation. at his job, Adams. He's like, he's we just so need bad. any way in. Can you think of anything? Literally anything, boy? <laughs> Please, he's they're so going awful. to fire me, Archie. <laughs> I need this. I need a win. <laughs> I got kids. <laughs> Have you ever tried to feed a family, Archie? <laughs> it's tough out there, Archie. Oh my god! The I housing like market's so not recovering, now. Archie. With, with that backstory, it's better. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He's so bad at his job. I've got so many student <laughs> loans, Archie. And like, where's <sighs> the rest of the FBI? <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm I'm still half convinced that he's a grifter. <laughs> but here's yeah, and here's the thing though, how would you fucking tell? Because Riverdale probably understands as much about the FBI as anything right, else. Right, so that's the So you just the, can't this is the Schrodinger's exactly. thing. You can't know. So you can't know. Every single time that he starts saying this stuff, it's like he enters the How scene can this be real? Is it real? I, is it at first at first I'm like, okay, it's the FBI agent and then he starts saying something and it's bad and I'm like, but is it the FBI agent? Yeah, is he really from the FBI? And then you wait for our sheet to 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 question it and he doesn't and it's like oh no, no. He's, he never thinks wait why are you asking <laughs> me these questions where 
you're Did you do any work? Hands. Why aren't I in your guys like office? Why why is it yeah, why did you sense? meet in my conveniently <laughs> soundproofed garage? <laughs> Why hasn't Fred noticed that a strange man in a suit <laughs> keeps coming into the garage? I just assumed that was your drummer. It doesn't make sense. No, he looks like very, the kind of guy who dumb. would hang around with younger boys and play music with them. It just, it hurts. <sighs> it hurts a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, it, I, I'm like, come, show? Mm. Get your you better shit be, together. You better be going somewhere with this. <laughs> Pro tip, they don't get their shit together. Um, so, Betty wants to introduce Chick to the gang at the Pickens Day celebration. And Betty is none too happy about Jughead going off with Tony for some sort of extracurricular activity. So we're still doing this. Archie despairs of Hiram not liking him. And Veronica thinks that's awfully cute. And Veronica suggests that Archie can bond with Hiram over the manly sport of wrestling. Buckle up, <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah. Good God. Jughead then meets a founding member of the Serpents who explains that the Uctena, a indigenous group of people from the area, were slaughtered by General Pickens. And the Serpents were actually sort of founded to pick up the pieces to organize the people who were left after that, which is remarkably dark. They lay out a timeline here in this scene that stretches back like a hundred plus years. I would like to introduce before the court. Oh no, Quinn, you're right. That Riverdale is a town that is 75 years old. Canonically. They said it. They said they that. They said that. They have contradicted that canon. What now, Riverdale? What now? That's fine. They've already got your wallet and they're running away. God damn it. Not again. You found which hand the ball was in, but they have your wallet and they're running away. I'm just saying you don't say the town was founded 75 years ago and then say 150 years ago when this town was being founded. It would have been very easy to not do that. Yes. You would think. It would be so easy, but nope. But no, they went for it. Oh, God. God. They thought that you would be very distracted by, it's called the whitewashing of history, Jones, that you wouldn't notice. I hate Jughead in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So. He's so bad at being woke. (laughs) He is, he is such garbage. It's his turn. It's his turn in the Archie <laughs> barrel from the first part of this season. Where you guys... they let all of those Archie juices get soaked up in there. <laughs> you know, guys, yeah, you're right. As They're far making as cask mates. Archie's fine in this episode because he is tossed up into the Russell Boy category. Yeah, where all he's doing is sort of moving around wherever he he's needs just... to slip to wrestle. <laughs> Just like, hey, does someone want to just be tossed into the toxic masculinity corner? We've got Archie. That'd be great. (sighs) Uh, We need to have him in as many singlets as possible. I mean, thank you, Riverdale, but also, come on. uh, Meanwhile, we need we need somebody to be in the in the Archie barrel. Yeah. So. Like I said, so, it's just Jughead's turn Jughead. to be a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Veronica wants Josie to reform the Pussycats for the festivities. McCoy gets super, super shitty with Veronica about it. The mayor is being mean to a child about it. <sighs> then we get Kevin calling Betty, informing her that Chick is a camboy that he recognized. And the words he I used, just want to point yeah. out yes oh yes, yes. that's, no, you, that's worth it. so yes I have it written down he I do too. Go, identifies please. him as a video gigolo a webcam, a webcam boy, boy a, a cyber, cyber trick, trick. <laughs> at which point I was like that's almost none of those words would a boy that age use to describe someone who does those things yeah, you're it's not pretty bad. 60 years old <laughs> Kevin's really good well, well, uh, Betty, have you ever heard of teledildonics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, from a production standpoint, 
this is a commercial break. Like, this is an act break for the show. Yeah, and it gave, this, like, this reveal. music. That was, like, a statement for like, them. And that's so weird to me because we already fucking knew that he was a sex worker. This isn't an actual reveal. This is reiterating something that we already knew as though it is new and shocking information. The only difference the is that he's, like, knows. a camboy. That's, that's it. We already knew that he was prostituting himself in a fucking hellhole where you get stabbed sometimes. Yeah. Why do we care about this? Yeah. We don't. I mean, I Very certainly weird. don't, yeah. Uh, we then cut to Hermione eating grapefruit from the rich personist grapefruit dish I've seen in my life. <laughs> Veronica tells Hermione that Mayor McCoy is being shitty, and Hermione says that it's because she doesn't trust Veronica now that she is more in the circle with the whole lodge industry situation. And... More or less that she's going to go fuck the mayor up if she keeps messing with her. <laughs> so we have competent, confident Hermione in this episode. Good. Which is nice. Yeah, it's good. Archie shows up for wrestling and we discover that Chuck wrestles, which apparently means that he's allowed to touch people. Don't like that. He belongs in the worst jail with Hal. <laughs> Get him out of this fucking show. Yeah, please. Please no more, Riverdale. I wish Just that stop. they understood he they sucks. Up. Yeah. You know, like that they can't use him. Well, and I feel like you're, I feel like it's because, as you said, like he's a person in the comics. Yeah. And like he's a big deal and they don't realize that they broke it. Yeah. And so they're going to keep trying. And that sucks. It sucks so bad. He has, he's this character. He's a, that dear character from the comics. It, it's a loss. It is. He's beyond redemption. And they're going to keep trying, and it's horrible. They need to cut him out. Um, but there is some redemption for this scene, however, because we find out that Hiram was a badass wrestler back in the day, and he was known as Hiram the Ram Lodge, which fucking rules. Everything about this. We discover that Kevin's on the wrestling team, and he just shit kicks Archie instantaneously it's yes so and i love it so much it's so good he's like archie Ar hey buddy you know that wrestling requires skill right and archie's <laughs> right, like, like you have to <laughs> you have to do yeah. this yeah and archie's like yeah shut up i have this and then he just kills him wrecks it's him so good he murders him <laughs> it's so great <sighs> and kevin loves that he's so easily able to beat Archie. It's clear that he's incredibly pleased. It's very good. It's it's thank you, very, show. very good. <laughs> thank yep. you for giving that to us. Betty asks Kevin how to broach the subject of Chick's job, but he doesn't know. Jughead praises Kevin's gossip column that he apparently does. Cool. And brings up <laughs> that Pickens was hired by Blossom, Barnabas B. Blossom, to kill the Uctena and that he's planning on publishing that information. So yeah, like the Blossoms were always garbage, apparently. Yeah. Archie sulks about how bad he sucks at wrestling. And uh, Veronica has another plan, which is Archie singing with Josie and her at Pickens Day. Yep. So maybe we're getting another musical performance, I guess. Chick tells Betty that a guy named Marcel, who was like kind of in charge of things where he was, either threw out or stole all of his stuff. And he basically mocks her idea that his situation at the Cooper household could ever possibly be long term, which is a realistic outlook for him to have. Mm -hmm. His whole situation is very sad, and but it's they haven't completely fucked it up yet. So like, while it's unpleasant, it, it's like compelling to me. Jughead calls Hiram, asking for a quote about the Uctena being massacred to allow the theft of the land that he's building on, and Hiram just hangs up on him. Yes. I okay. Yeah. Go ahead. My favorite part about this is Hiram hangs up, stares off into the distance, and then stamps a bunch of documents without looking at them. Yep. <laughs> well, well, he's got to hurry because the Swiss banks are about to yep. close. Yep. <laughs> what were you going to say, Quinn? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, my one note on this particular interaction is Jughead is bad at activism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very. Because that wasn't journalistic. <sighs> that was just harassment. <laughs> Jughead's, like, Believe me, Hiram Lodge is not a good person, but that's not a good tactic to actually get anything done. You are not going to, yeah, you're not going to win with that. He, his journalism skills so far have always been running into the place, 
Uh, sometimes he sneaks into a thing after dark and steals. But when he doesn't do that, he walks up to an adult and says, give me answers. And sometimes, sometimes they do. Because it's Riverdale. <laughs> oh, I guess I never saw it that way. Let me tell you everything. Yep. <laughs> Checks the watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks like there's about seven minutes left in this episode. I really, I really want Hiram's stamping in the right places without looking at documents ability he's very good at business oh yes yes he does that business, business so acumen well. <laughs> trained uh, over years <laughs> betty gifts chick with some more camming supplies which i thought was kind of touching but also weird because she was just a giant fucking piece of shit to her other sibling in the last episode and now she's like being all nice and understanding well chick like, is a new pet yeah yeah i guess it's it, but i was like oh that's nice but like i'm just waiting for the next fucking shoe to drop with betty because all over the place of course veronica practices music with archie and Hiram throws just the manliest shade about Archie's masculinity. <laughs> and Archie decides to dip on the musical performance because he has to go instantly get good at wrestling, you guys. Yep. Screw you, Hiram. I'm going to get good. I'm going to go to the montage center. Uh, Ronnie captures my feelings with this. She watches these boys be bad and then goes honestly and then i wrote this show is stupid yes <laughs> correct yep. it's just why why is this what's happening correct as stupid as this scene was i really like the next scene where hal straight tells chick that he's a hollow replacement for polly and it doesn't work because chick doesn't fucking care yeah Yes. He's like, Chick's been through a lot. What Hal thinks of him is not going to be an effective weapon. <laughs> he's he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Fuck off. Yep. My note on this scene is Hal is an unrepentant shit heap to Chick. Yeah, Hal's being such a dick to Chick. Like, but like, Chick is such a not baby. even. The surface of those waters is not disturbed by the slightest ripple here. No. He's so much stronger than what this takes. Like, whatever his deep darkness is going to end up being, like, this petty shit with Hal oh, is not going to touch Hal him. Oh, he could Hal like a fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I was very entertained by that scene. Um, so Hiram's going to do some demos for the wrestling team, and he is wearing a shirt emblazoned with the lovely slogan ram tough <laughs> kill me god damn it Hiram god <laughs> damn it guys I kind of love him though He's this is mess. like my favorite scene in Riverdale and it's also bad it's I a 40 year old man who bankrolls this operation am personally going to wrestle you Archie Andrews <laughs> And he gets so fucking into it. Like, I'm pretty sure that he climaxes in this like, scene. I was going to say, it ends with some, like, genuine wrestle ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's talking to everyone about how you got to just dominate and demoralize and show your opponent that he's nothing and that you're the real man. And, and like, he's having the time of his life. This particular and it's really, really sad. Is how you know that your enemy <laughs> is weak and is truly now subservient to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's the but best. it was super entertained. And it's so stupid. It was the most ridiculous hollow thing I think I've ever seen in this show where they're just like, let's slap some meat for about 45 seconds. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Oh my God. Oh, it's just watching a, a boy's fight, except, and except one's one of like them 15. is ostensibly a mastermind supervillain. <laughs> And the thing is, I thought that there was an implication in his his dealing with Archie here that he's like, I know you're trying to snoop around in my business. After having watched any more of the show, I think that I was reading more into it than there was. Oh in that no, scene. it's so much he's stupider than what you were thinking. A petty baby. He is. Yes. Yeah, that's the. Absolutely right. He's just... 
<laughs> yeah, this criminal mastermind who's like, it's like my dick see? is bigger than yours, child. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's amazing. Well, that's <laughs> yes. I'm actually very excited about. A- Do you no- know what the ram actually is, Archie? <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Oh my god. Jughead publishes the story about the massacre, and Tony's not happy with it because it sort of depicts her grandfather as helpless, and she rightly informs him that this was not your story to tell, which I I sort of like the ethos of, though it opens up the question of the specifics of, like, if this is what happened, like, why has no one talked about it for a million years or whatever number they next tell us <laughs> is the number of years that has, that has uh, elapsed? But obviously the, sh- the show's not interested in, like, figuring that out or explaining it or anything. So, like, I had weird questions about it, but the idea that, like, dude, this is not for you was very good. Yes, I definitely agree. Mayor McCoy doesn't want Josie performing due to possible riot due to the article, but it's obvious that what she's really worried about is shitting on Veronica some more. Um, McCoy seems ready to come clean about the lodges. That seems to be, they're just doing this thing where they're like, I'm going to give you information. And then probably it's not going to actually happen because of the plot. Penelope seems just completely unrepentant when Cheryl talks to her about this situation. Yes. Like, it's cool to build empires on massacres. It's fine. Uh, hold, We're powerful I, now. It's good. I do need to take a quick step back and say, as this whole, like, Uctana massacre wildfire spreads, I am forced to once again question how the high school goddamn newspaper has this much influence to turn the entire <sighs> town upside down. Again, it's it's awful weird, especially because we have a major character who runs a real An newspaper. newspaper for adults? That has canonically been said to have lower circulation than the high school one. Riverdale's so weird. It's a weird town. Slash state. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. You have to share in my pain. Kevin correctly guesses that Archie is wanting to wrestle due to Hiram and his whole dick measuring contest thing that's going on. Chick interrogates Betty about her sudden interest in him, insisting that everything is a transaction, and that's that's basically his philosophy. Betty admits that there is a darkness in her and that maybe he can help her make some sense of it. And like I feel like this is weirdly meta and self-aware about the strangeness of her characterization, uh, or at least it could be read that way. Maybe that's another instance of, like, the maybe attempted lampshade not really lampshading and more just, like, making us look at how weird something is. Because mm. it's like, yeah, Betty doesn't make sense, does she? <laughs> hmm. I thought it was, um, when you were feeling, like, warm about her helping him out earlier, I was viewing it more with suspicion um i was like this seems pretty transactional do you even know why you're doing this betty about it fair and i like it where i like it where my head was more but you're right (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i liked this scene a lot because um him calling on her on it and her not being defensive i was like oh this is a good thing that your family can talk about it in these terms and you didn't Mm -hmm. get defensive you were open and then he was like thoughtful about ways that he could possibly help you know yeah chick doesn't overreact no no he doesn't that's he's he's a very calm guy yeah um which the show needs it it was it was cool to see like the coopers being able to not be shitty to each other (laughs) absolutely for even a moment Yeah. yeah archie visits hiram confronting him with this whole like why are you shitting on me thing hiram says maybe Fred's son is also weak in character due to Fred sleeping with another man's wife. Like, and Hiram pretends he's inviting Archie for one-on-one training because V walks in and sounds the testosterone alarm and he has to come up with something to say. Yes. But but (laughs) my note on this scene as I was watching it was like, oh, a summation of Hiram's interactions with Archie here is basically your dad fucked my wife. You gonna fuck my wife? Or are you a coward? <laughs> You're so right. Why is he like it's, this? It's I don't terrible. get it. That's a horrible it's way to interact terrible. with a child. 
Are you gonna fuck my wife or are you a coward? It's what it's like. Oh, that's oh god. I'm 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 gonna go ahead and put a pin in this as potential ep- episode title territory as well. Um. So Hermione finds out from Veronica that Mayor McCoy talked Josie into quitting the musical performance. So obviously that shoe is going to drop soon. Jughead apologizes to Tony's grandfather for using the Oktenas tragedy in his own war with the North Side and every authority figure that exists. Um, (laughs) Apparently Old Man Topaz actually does have a plan that maybe if Jughead could have maybe fucking listened for a second, maybe he could have known about yeah, there's a line in this scene that doesn't quite ring right with me for some reason, and that's when Thomas says, an old wound's been opened, something must be done to heal it, particularly because of the tactic that they use, which doesn't, like, it doesn't feel like any of this adds up to me. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Veronica arrives at wrestling practice saying Hiram invited her, presumably to see Archie get humiliated because nothing's going to satisfy Hiram as much as humiliating Archie in front of his daughter. Hiram, stop. Chuck is to wrestle Archie for tryouts despite being in a higher weight class and obviously been doing wrestling for a much longer time. And Archie's been doing so poorly. And like, it's obviously Hiram's idea. And as much as the story needs Archie to pin Chuck here and give Hiram the Luigi death stare, which he does, again, it's like, that's not how fucking wrestling works. There's so many skills that you have to develop to do that not badly. And Chuck is both bigger and more skilled there is no goddamn universe where Archie wins this match. Well, you're wrong about that, Rob, because there's one, and it's called <laughs> the Riverdale universe. You're very right. You're very right. But yes, it makes no sense. It's terrible. Alice tries super, super hard to make her family a family, and, like, let's go to the Pickens Day thing, and Hal stays behind because he fucking hates his son. And Alice is like... Fine, Hal. I won't beg. And just leaves. Is, cool. Is, Be miserable. Does he hate Chick because, like, is Chick not his son, do we think? I mean, he sure looks like his he son. He does look like his but... son, but is that the deal, do we think? Like, I, I don't know. I think that because he is some sort of horrible eldritch entity that thrives on the energies of abortions, and it was an adoption instead, <laughs> that he's sore about it. But no, really, it like, could be that if too. this... If this makes sense, which I would not bank on, the th- the beat that could make sense is that he thinks that it's FP's yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, if, if they're ever going to make sense of this, I think that you're right, that that's probably where it should go, but God only knows. Yeah, yeah. they could just not touch it. But I did like Alice being like, fine, Hal, I won't beg. <laughs> LOL, fuck you, I'm out. Yep. Hermione greets Mayor McCoy, and Hiram invites Archie to the Pembroke after congratulating him on beating Chuck. Hal apparently was snooping on Chick's computer. God damn it, Hal. And he confronts Alice as though Chick is somehow objectionable, rather than him for invading the privacy of his of his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was a miscalculation. Yes. Because this gambit does not work on Alice. And I feel like we get a fair amount of good Alice in this episode, which is always a gift because it's no guarantee. And Penelope smells blood in the water vis-a-vis Hal and his marital situation. But she's twirling a candy apple. Yeah. It's very uh, good. Cat, it's called subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) Symbolism. Ever heard of it? Oh, God. This, this is sure a television show. Um, Veronica and the Pussycats start their musical performance, and we get a taped-up mouth march by Southside Folks. And Cheryl's standing with them, which is pretty great, which salves the wound a little bit of like what they've been doing with her character lately. So I was a little bit happy about that. Uh, so things get super awkward, and Hiram does some fucking speedrun awkward PR two-stepping. Isn't it great that we can have kids that speak their mind about stuff, and that's what makes Sodale so awesome, and yeah, good. This is part of what I like. Um, and Jughead is about to, like, say something possibly disastrous, uh, possibly brilliant. It's Riverdale, who knows, but old man Topaz is like, no. 
not right now. This is not the time to do that. And he listens, which is a bit of a surprise. Penelope hits on Hal, who seems happy about being hit on. Chick admits to Betty that he snuck into her room, noting how alone Betty is at home. Weird. Says that he cams not only for money, but to escape from the darkness within, as well as from his circumstances, which I buy. Betty asks to be taught how to escape in that way, too, and Chick opens up his computer, and I'm like, Riverdale, what are you Riverdale, doing? She's do under What are you doing? Riverdale, please don't, don't do this. Don't do this. But they do say a line that's pretty good. I also wrote this down. You should read this one. Okay. And so, with the stroke of a few keys... The dark education of Betty Cooper had begun. <laughs> like, <laughs> god damn it. Squamous. <laughs> oh, and also perhaps the criminal apprenticeship of Archie Andrews. And also you know. perhaps. <laughs> and also perhaps. Uh, and also perhaps. Hiram asks Archie where he's going to be in five years, you guys. Uh, college on athletic scholarship, a business rather than music, to buy back Andrew's constructions 20%. And uh, Hiram says, whatever, I'm better at business than anyone. Why not start here and now? <laughs> because you pinned Chuck. So now but I like you. Pinned you. Chuck. Let me tell you a thing or two about Swiss banks, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and we close on the Pickens statue with his goddamn head chopped off. And like fake We paint. close on a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you, Riverdale? <sighs> but that's the episode. And what believe, an episode it was. I believe in our rotation we will be starting with Cat first for Riverdoos now. Cool. Uh let me let me just look back through these notes so that I can pick one cuz there's there's a lot of good potential good, but there's also so much bad. Oh my God. This episode. God, this was such a stupid episode. It was but, like every story yeah. had unimaginable idiocy involved. <laughs> this episode was like a piece of food you put in the microwave and then you take it out and the front half of it is way too hot and then the back <laughs> half of it is frozen goddamn solid. Yeah. And in that tiny equator of perfect temperature, there's just a t-shirt that says Ram Tough. <laughs> 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 so I think my river do is gonna be uh it's gonna be the moment that uh Kevin completely wrecked Archie. Oh good choice. Yeah, it, it was great. It was joyous. It was, it was so joyous. And then uh he talks about it a little bit after and he's like Archie looks like a seventies porn star. But is arrogant as fucking can't wrestle. Basically, he just talks. He mm-hmm. he breaks it down, and undercuts him. And the way he talks about it is victorious. Everything about it is just a pleasant moment. For a moment, Kevin was us, and it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really nice. And I also really liked the way that he warned him going into it. It was um a really well handled little nugget of good <laughs> amidst mm-hmm. uh, a a bit of a a bit of a puzzler <laughs> of, a, of, a, of an app. Archie, before you get on this bus, I need you to know that I'm driving it to its one and only stop, which is I lost at a wrestling matchville. <laughs> it was good. It was very it good. It was good, yeah. And it's also clear that like wrestling is important to Kevin's family and everything. His dad was present. Um that like mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. it was it was cool. Kevin doesn't often get to just Also, it was a good subversion of a stereotype about gay boys. Yeah. Like, he's yes. strong as fuck and athletic and competitive. And they did nothing to, they did nothing They didn't with, make like, any, yeah, comment. Yeah. Because. They didn't, they didn't pat themselves on the back about it. They just let it happen yeah. and it was great. And Lord knows I've seen a lot of skeevy comments from shitty people about gay boys on wrestling teams. Yeah. They did nothing, you know? They, they No, they're just like, no, he is just a person on the team and he's good at it. Yep. So thank you for that. That was good. Yeah. It was very good. <laughs> thank you for handling everything about that well. It was just pleasant. Uh, and it also was like one of the few kids in high school stuff that um, mm-hmm. that's always really enjoyable when it happens. Gee, Riverdale, it's fun when you're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Who's next? So my Riverdale 
is it feels a little weird giving the river due to this because it's just a backslide or a reversion from the previous episode but cheryl being horrified about finding out about her family history and joining the protest march made me happy because i'm invested in her as a character and i need more scenes like this to make me feel okay yeah so that was good for me was seeing her be like no that's horrible like i'm going to turn against this thing that's part of my identity Mm -hmm. and mine kind of has a caveat and it that is like leaning deeper into this betty and chick relationship and pulling betty towards that like embrace your darkness thing that she's being pulled toward with that caveat being do not as an underage person engage in sex work that's bad <sighs> and illegal. We'll talk about don't. that in a second. Yeah, we will be don't. speaking about this in a subsequent episode. Yeah. But on top of that, like that aside, the way that they're actually working on this as a means to do some semblance of character development for Betty is very, very helpful because she has been adrift so long. Yeah, yeah, and this it is, is like it, sort it of does shine a bit of a light of hope. The one consistent thread that she's had. And so that gives me hope that they're going somewhere, even if they really fucked up when Chick did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, River don't, huh? So. Yeah. End of the episode. God. What the fuck, Riverdale? What the actual fuck? Like, as Gwen was just saying, you're doing a nice thing. Like, I really, I genuinely really like the direction of, like, it's cool that chick does sex work like the it's cool that this is an outlet for all of that for his darkness it even makes sense that that might be a thing that betty does one day but underage stuff isn't a, what the f- why you're not, not when she's 16 no they're not gonna handle and any part of this storyline well what the fuck are they doing if history is to be any judge yeah and like it's sad because not only is this an interesting and more possibly progressive although again like the narrator called him a monster yeah so let's not get too hopeful but like this also opens up so much possibility space both like i mean chick has possibility because he's new and interesting but like this is really rescuing betty's character arc from like kind of a tailspin or like a rut has been dug in the ground it's just going around and around in it it sucks that you can already tell exactly how they're going to fuck it up and make it gross and it's horrifying yeah it's very bad yeah it's just very scary i'm so scared and again yeah no that's legitimate it ties into this big thing where like they're really not handling sex work very well yeah Mm -hmm. my river don't is just the fucking rage boner that hiram has for archie in this episode (laughs) it drives most of the episode but like that's not the character that he is. Like, he's supposed to be this cold, calculating, infinitely capable, dispassionate criminal mastermind guy who has, like, a huge network of, like, machinations going on. And him getting so fucking insecure and petty and childish about the kid who's fucking his daughter is so... It's just sad. Oh, it Sometimes it's just sad to see it damages him so much as like a legitimate villainous threat and impressive person. But it, it makes sense to me because like he also got Nick St. Clair almost killed. But like but Nick St. Clair actually did something bad. I know he was a threat. I know that he was a threat, but like he's always been like well, I also am dealing with comics Hiram yeah. who has always hated Archie because Archie is smooching his daughter but like arch this archie is having sex with his daughter and i i know in my heart that he wants him dead you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that so it's not it's not weird to me that he's this petty like it because i don't think he's because i think he's full of rage i think that wrath is yeah. his is his sin maybe so from the context of someone with no knowledge of the comics though he was built up throughout the entire first season where he wasn't present as basically lex luthor right. like yeah some kind of crime spider mm. yeah and he shows up and he is that for several episodes and then all of a sudden he cares about this sure. like 
so my watching experience was like, whoa, Hiram. Okay, you're just way the fuck less cool than I thought you were. Right, right. Like, you're such a small man compared to, like, the mastermind that you were built up to be. And, like, that was disappointing. Yeah. To me. And, like, and like I'll, you know, I'm, I'll buy it if they consistently characterize him like that going forward. But, like, to me, he went from being, like, this S-tier supervillain guy in the show to just being kind of a, kind of another idiot. That makes sense to me. I guess my hope would be that if we need supervillainy, like, to actually do machinations, because... I'm used to a petty Hiram, right? Like sure. that I that the team of the lodges would accomplish that, right? Sure. No, I mean if and if they do that, that's great. But yeah, to to me it was kind of like the rug getting pulled out from under my understanding of how impressive and imposing and sort of scary this guy is. That makes is. so much sense. Like it's- him getting so into into dominating this 15-year-old kid. It's like you're supposed to be yeah. like this guy that the FBI can't handle. And like you're being this much of a piece of shit about this petty nonsense, like okay. it just didn't. The FBI or one very <laughs> determined grifter. Okay, sure, a guy who like suffered some kind of head injury and is convinced that he is a federal agent now. What is his deal, right? Because like, because I'm not. Convinced I have so many questions is, about just, him. What if he isn't an FBI? So like, I don't. I feel like he's not an FBI agent, but what is he? What is he? Oh, well, and the thing is, it's like you can kind of, yeah, it makes sense to think that because I think that this, I think his actions are less like the FBI than anything else in Riverdale yes. is not like <laughs> right? its real world thing, but it's not by a wide enough margin that you could ever possibly be sure. I, have no idea what I still he... have a lot of uncertainty. Because I mean, like, it's not as though they have a much, like a significantly greater grasp on how property law works. No. No, no, no we're getting Or there. the appropriation of city funding. So, like, it could just be more of the same weird refusal to do any research. If he's not the FBI, what is he? I mean, he's not the Black Hood. No. So, I mean, what he is is filler, but in terms of the story, I don't know. Because, like... One man I don't at know. Hiram Cross that can't let it go. A soldier of... One of Hiram's business rivals. Yeah, or, like he's like, it clearly just... related to Hiram's stuff, right? So he's either a Hiram, a Hiram competitor, or internal to Hiram's stuff. Or he could just be the FBI, or and it's really badly written. He's a fucking FBI. Like we have to be ready for that. I'm so scared. I really <laughs> hope that he's not. <laughs> we have to be ready. Because yes, other otherwise he is probably a competitor or someone with a huge grudge. All right, Quinn, what sucked? Jughead. Yeah, Jughead sucked pretty my, bad. Yeah, my river don't written down literally is Jughead sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. It's true. He fucking like, sucks. He just sucked so bad this episode, and they called him out on a lot of the things that he was doing wrong. But I don't feel like Jughead was always this awful. Again, it's his turn in the Archie barrel. So that's it. Just cool it, Jughead. Fair. You used to be cool. Get your head out of your butt. But it's so comfortable in here. (laughs) Jughead, stop. Now it's time for the fun stuff. Weekly weird. That's right. (laughs) There's this whole wrestling thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's in the the name. Wrestling. Guys, it's it's the Ram. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but but the uniquely Riverdalian thing that keeps me coming back to the show is definitely this week. It was the Ram. Everything about them letting me know that the Ram was a thing, that T-shirt, it was. I got so excited. <laughs> Ram, Ram tough, baby. Tough. <laughs> Can you buy that shirt? I Probably. Want it. I want it. I bet it's soft. Hiram. It's. Ram I can get it for twelve goddamn dollars. Are wow. you kidding my life? I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna make sure that it's the right one. We can do this later. We have more to talk about. I believe that it is possible to purchase this shirt. Incredible. Technology is amazing. My weekly weird. Is the explicit and intentional Jebediah Springfield reference 
at the end of the episode. <laughs> it was weird. With the decapitated statue. It was very odd. I just, it's like that explicit shot for shot thing where the <laughs> yeah. dream sequence where it's like, here's the Black Hood performing the part of Bob from Twin Peaks. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like Riverdale thinks that we haven't watched other shows. Or it thinks we have and thinks that this is clever. And like, I don't know which is worse, <laughs> but it's so weird. It's pretty bananas. Here's a thing you saw before. Yeah. Hey, hey. Then the fact that they think that doing something makes them clever is fascinating well, to me. Because they do that all the time with their quotes, right? Like they aren't even like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yes. Reference it's... itself regardless of quality or insight the act of reference is equal to cleverness which i think we see we, in the character of veronica but we also do see that for real in real life like i have seen people or try to interact with people for whom hollow reference yeah is a substitute for humor or genuine interaction yeah but these guys are so successful <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. Again, it's like it's like my There's same no disbelief here that we're in the... a filler arc in the second season of an incredibly popular and successful primetime television show. Like, I don't expect that level of surface nothing from people who are at this level. But I mean Correct. Why not though? And like and doing the Twin Peaks reference is a little bit more acceptable to me because it's obvious that this show has a hard on for Twin Peaks. Yeah. But the goddamn Simpsons, really, guys? It was, it was so weird. I was like, I can't choice. believe that this is what they did. And, by the way, this is what they felt was so impactful that they could end the episode on it. A real showstopper. It was so weird. My weekly weird was the line that appeared to have been written by a septuagenarian <laughs> when, <laughs> when Kevin said, a video gigolo, a webcam boy. A cyber trick. Good choice. Because oh, it's no 15-year-old would ever say that string of words. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're so right. Like I That's... said before, he was very close to just using the phrase teledildonic. <laughs> and, like, and then they just went out on the, the creepy music. Yeah. Whoa. Then here's, here's yeah, the and, title and Speaking card. of things that they thought were, were tense enough to uh, to break the show for, that that was, again, one of the act breaks, having him speak weirdly about a thing we already know. So that was mine, because what the hell? That's very fair. <laughs> I guess that's Riverdews and Riverdance for this episode. Are you guys ready for like the Martin Scorsese fan fiction that comes next. <laughs> How could we ever be? Buckle the fuck in, because we're about Fair to talk about enough. Mr. Sourberry. <laughs> <laughs>